Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete show. It's a Thursday. I do hope you're keeping well. I hope you're uh, uh, looking forward to a real sunny uh, weekend. Uh, barbecues with the family. And uh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trying to be a radio DJ again. It's been too long. Been too long. You okay, mate? Yeah. Yeah, fine. Fine. Doing all right? Tired. It was our, uh, it was our, uh, we had a couple of drinks last night, didn't we? So yeah. we're, uh, we're, we're up, a little bit, up a little bit too late. So that's what you're going to have to deal with. Yeah, it's kind of the, the professionalism that we um, are kind of synonymous with only extends up to and including probably two or three beers. After yeah, that, hey, it'll be fine too. tomorrow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Especially yeah. uh, locked post lockdown. I'm a mess. I can't take it. I just can't do it. Just, Any I'm more pot noodle related it. incidents since I last spoke no to you? No more mate? pot noodle related incidents. Made some lovely MC bass. Um, uh, a couple of days oh. ago, so I've I, I didn't put caught by an ibis, freshly caught by an ibis, dropped into a hot um, buttery pan. I just yeah. I just started cooking. Did you Cheers descale ibis, it? I said, D sorry. Did you descale the sea bass and did you uh, and did you no. also gut it? Uh, no, it was just fillets. It was just fillets already prepared, mate. Can't be oh, asked. Okay. Can't be asked. Get some, some ibis. That, that. boring. That is my face. Yeah, he did a lot of Using work his on bill as a razor to cut it, cut the fillets yeah. off. It was lovely. I, I used uh, uh, chili. <laughs> I used salt. All the ingredients. Oh, it was all going off. People are going to have to um, listen to Monday's episode to get any Ibis-related joke that they hear today, basically, mm. aren't they? Okay. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, it's. It, we were mainly talking about um, uh, uh, something that some Aussies call uh, a bin chicken, uh, a long billed animal bird that uh, seems to want to eat things out of bins. Don't we all? Look, we've all spotted. What's the best thing you've ever found in a bin, uh, Luke? Um, I mean, there must have been something that you you, you sort of walked past a bin and went, "I'm having that." My dignity. Clean that up nice. Your dignity. <laughs> Lovely old job. No, I Not can't. I, Pete, I don't really go around looking in bins. Where's that? Where's that come no? from? <laughs> you never walked past a bin and seen something interesting in there, like a like a chocolate you'd never seen before, or a protein bar you'd never eaten, and thought, "I'm going to get involved in a bit of that. I'm going to find one." I mean, what happens sometimes in my house is that we've got this. Um, so we had all these fridge magnets in our house, and then we mm. had the kitchen done, so we've got no metallic surface to to put the oh, fridge no. magnets on. And like, obviously, Pete, right. some of, some of the fridge magnets I've got, you've given me as gifts and stuff, so they have sentimentality. Yeah. They're sometimes and- obscene. Yeah, regularly obscene. And um, yeah. so what uh, Mimi did is she bought a big kind of almost like a chalk, like a blackboard type surface piece of like plastic, but it's metallic, so it, it attracts magnets. Right. And she yeah, stuck yeah, it yeah. to a spare portion of the wall in the kitchen so we can put the magnets on. But the problem is the magnets are directly above the bin, 
and so if you brush past keep it, falling whatever, in. yeah, you have to keep rummaging around. Certainly. So I do, I do spend more time rummaging in my bin than I would like, but that's that's the reason. You're an ibis. Yeah, you're a mag, you're a magnet based ibis, and I'm I'm disappointed. <laughs> Got to have a lid on my bin as well, because otherwise the cats will be straight in there. Oh mate, like I'm having a real problem lately with like recycling and um, food bins. It's mm. like food bins in the sunshine are just disgusting. Like you yeah. leave them for like three days, and if they go a bit hot, you got maggots, you got flies. Yeah. The good people at Lambeth Council have decided that we need a food bin. But to be honest, mm. I'd, I'd rather use it for the compost in our back garden than put it in that bin because they only they only come once. A, sometimes they don't even come once a week. You can't be mm. leaving a food bin out in the sun as you've alluded to there, Pete, for that long. It's absolutely mad. You can't do that. How- so how are you sort of dealing with a compost bin? You're just sort of throwing all the food into a compost bin and it's just composting? Yeah, so if it, if it's, it depends what type of food it is. I mean, if sometimes you mm. just have to chuck it away. But mm. um, the problem we have as well, and so this is a bit, a bit boring, but um, the front of our house is where we put the bins out, mm. but we're on the first floor. And so we have stairs going back to our, down to our back garden. So, right. and our kitchen's at the back of our house. So we have to carry all the rubbish through the house that to get it out the front pain. of the bin. Yeah. And then also above, over and above that, there's probably about five or six foxes in our road. So right. if you leave anything, so what people do here is they, if they do use their food bins, which not everyone does, but if they do, they've put a brick on top of it to stop the fox yeah. getting it. But if that gets knocked off, it's just food all over the street. I'm just saying, yeah. Lambeth, this is an emotional appeal to Lambeth Council. <laughs> Rethink it. You, Rethink you make it. it sound, you make it sound like, because you know the exact number of the foxes, you make it sound like they're in like shared accommodation or something. Like, yeah. Street. I mean, admittedly, I've never seen them all at the same time, so it could just be the same fox. <laughs> 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 also, um, we, we had a big problem with the fox digging up our back garden as well. Nothing we could do was, uh, would, uh, would stop it. And so, mm. but thankfully, after a certain amount of time, they just kind of moved on. But they were digging up all our flower beds, all our plants and vegetables, everything, man. They're very naughty, aren't they? Naughty little boys and girls. They're very successful species. I admire them. <laughs> I admire them what they did. Because they, they, they're obviously, they've got a constitution, like a digestive system. I don't know this, but they must have a digestive system that can just digest anything. And mm. so they, they just eat anything. And, it, and, it, and they can obviously draw some kind of energy from it. Because like, you'll see them... Mm. You'll see them at dusk on the street, and they're eating through like loads of old eggshells. They're just smashing yeah. into all of them. Like nothing Out seems to on poison the street, them. Street looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in a mess, going out in style. Um, by the way, um, Pete, I, I saw a uh, interest. Oh, do you want to do an interesting story? Because I've got one here. Yeah, no, get involved. Get involved. Okay, Come so on. so I was just going to slag off the super vet. <laughs> oh no, do that. No, you do that first. I, I think he's a bit too flashy. Super. Yeah, vet. I agree. He's on the telly. Bit too flashy. I, I love his work on dog spines uh, and spinal cords and uh, dog wounds and uh, uh, filling in bone cysts, which I didn't even think were a thing. I'm worried about all my bones filled with cysts now, thanks to Eric St. Bernard. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so he, he does some fantastic work. I think he's a bit flashy though. So uh, Yeah, I agree. I think so. So him. he is. Um... I think he's he's obviously very impressive because he's pioneering in the art uh, in the kind of area of well, as you'd expect for a vet, healing healing animals. Um, mm. But but the thing is, I think a lot of procedures now, which are standard, are a lot of them are thanks to him. Whereas before, it would be sadly a case that you'd have to, you know, put down an animal or, or lop it or, off, yeah, or kill it or whatever. Mm. That is a lot more that they can do now. Also, I think a lot of his work 
has now been appropriated for experimentation and um, and development that to be eventually used in humans. Oh, really? So, nice. so yeah. So, so I think he's got a nice. I think he's got a good thing going on where he crosses over with actual surgeons and stuff, and he exchanges information with them. So he, he's like an amazing man. But the yeah. thing is, I've heard on good authority, if you go to Crufts, he's just got like a hundred middle-aged women following him around. He is loving it. <laughs> I'm being serious. That's I, I not think, even a joke. Well, do you reckon he's like um, starting some kind of militia? He's and I know people who've seen when it. When society crumbles, he's going to have an army of older uh, middle-class ladies with pretty dogs uh, chasing him around, and he—that's—he he will be the new oligarch. He'll be taking all a hold of yeah. all of the chemical plants in the northeast. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and 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 bleeding the country dry of our natural resources. What I almost said was he has a hundred of hundreds like of like dog women following him around, but I made I realised that makes it sound like there are giant women like, like made... dogs. Well, yeah. Look, I wouldn't put it past him. He's a very talented surgeon. Um... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't. So I'm, I'm, I'm ambivalent towards him. People who know, mm. I know some people who know quite a lot about this area. Weirdly, uh, and right. they say that if you go to Crufts, it's obscene how much attention he gets from women of a certain age. Mate, look, I, I am, I'm all in. I just think, I, I just, I didn't realise he was uh, so celebrated in, in the normie life. <laughs> but I'm yeah. just like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I, I just find his flourishes a little too, his manner. Few too many hugs. A little bit too yeah. serious. Yeah. Don't really understand it. What's going on? I know what you mean. <laughs> on, on one hand, I can see that you would be upset with someone who's so comfortable in their own skin. Is that fair? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. And also, did you also see, more importantly, the dog that won Best in Show at Crufts this year just promptly did a big old turd? Yes, yes. Well, right after... Um, get, on the main bit. The actual... Nice. Well, look, that's, look, it's green, isn't it? Yeah, it, it knows what to do. Um, yeah, they're funny old dogs. Uh, they're cuff dogs, aren't they? They're, they're never like normal dogs you'd see out and about. No, they're these kind of like strange, kind of like weird. They, they must be going back to the old school and just sort of going, look, we have to stop looking like upper class toffs and, and make dogs that actually look like dogs that people might actually have in their homes. Otherwise, we're just making these bizarre creatures that don't refer to anything anymore. The reason I the reason I enjoyed the dog taking a turd is just because it breaks the illusion that it is anything other than just a normal dog. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because you kind of imagine if you just watched Crafts and that was your only exposure to dogs, you would think that they, when they get home, they like hang their lead up themselves and take a shit in the actual toilet and <laughs> you know eat off a plate of a knife and fork and stuff. Whereas actually, they're just dogs. Isn't it? They're just dogs. They'll just have a little poop. They, the they, story they, I was going to share with you. The story I was going to share with you, Peter, is... Uh, yeah, exactly. It's just doing it for a biscuit. The story I was going to share with you, I, I've just noticed it's actually quite a few years old now, but I've never seen it before. And so I thought I would just mm. share it with you. Someone sent mm -hmm. it to me. Um, I can't remember the name of them. I, I'm, I apologize for that, but you know who you are. Uh, thank you very much for sharing it. Um, if you want to do another uh, tweet, just just tweet me and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the shout out. You so richly deserve. But... Um, it's a great headline, this. Man fined for pretending to be a ghost in Portsmouth Cemetery. Oh, yes. I think we, yeah, we had, we did have that sent on Twitter, didn't we? What what, what was it? What was his deal exactly? He was just running around in a sheet, spooking yeah. people during the night or during the day? So a man has been fined for pretending to be a ghost and other <laughs> rowdy behaviour in a cemetery. Anthony Stallard pleaded guilty at Portsmouth Magistrates Court to using threatening or abusive words or behaviour likely to cause distress. The 24-year-old had been out drinking with friends 
when they went to Kingston Cemetery in Portsmouth, started to, started to play football, a Hampshire police spokesman said that witnesses complained to police about a Stallard's rowdy behaviour and his pretending to be a ghost. The witnesses reported the group engaging in behaviour and one of them throwing their arms in the air and saying, woo. That could have just, look, that could just be the performance of Blair. Appealing for a penalty. I could have just appealing Um What a wonderful way to spend an afternoon. That's all I'm saying. He was he was fined thirty five pounds and ordered to pay a twenty pound <laughs> victim surcharge and twenty pound in cost, and he also had a three months added to a conditional charge for previous harassment. Uh, harassment, oh, which was in, in to be a breach of. of a, in, in or outside of a uh, particular uh, place of uh, death. Doesn't say, but if he's got previous, that changes the picture for me. <laughs> Stop pretending to be a ghost. You're not a ghost. Yeah. I just wanted. I just. I just wanted to know where the sheet was involved. Whether he'd um, made his face look a bit more um, pallid, a bit more, a bit more like white, like a spooky ghost. Um, I think the victim put, should um, be charged twenty pound fine for believing in ghosts. Yes, exactly. Misidentifying a dead man. I think that's definitely a crime. I, I do you, heard do you, it on Ghosts um, by Daryl yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in <laughs> uh, do ghosts? I believe in ghosts. Um, it won't surprise you to learn that uh, I, I don't. Um, the things uh, I've created myself in my head, are, uh, I, I know I've created them, and I'm scared of them. So, <laughs> is there anything that like isn't isn't generally um, accepted as being like scientifically accept like, plausible or whatever that you have an open mind to believing in? Love. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, not, not really. But then I don't. I I, I can't really sort of call myself a, a big um, science junkie either. So what the hell am I? I'm just fucking lazy in, on both counts. I don't read enough about ghosts. I don't read enough about goats. So yeah. <laughs> but didn't, didn't someone say? I can't remember who it was. But someone clever said that um, you know technology for the generation ahead is is indistinguishable from magic, right? So essentially, mm. like if you, if, you, if we went back to, to spoke to the 11-year-old me and you and said that Wi-Fi internet was possible, we'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? So it's, it's or, an interesting uh, situation. I just sat sat little little eight-year-old PED down. Playing with his 19, winky? Ni- playing with my winky, probably. 1990, <laughs> uh, and just played this. Yeah! No! Yeah. Oh! <laughs> and say, look, Pete. In a few years' time, this is what you're going to be hearing coming out of your Nintendo Entertainment or, System. Or go back to the eight-year-old Pete and go, listen, you're enjoying playing your video games now. In thirty years' time, you're going to have a career. That's too strong. You're going to have a much bigger interest in this. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to have no time uh, to play video games, but you're going to have a hell of a lot. To, you, you're going to somehow find a lot of time to read about them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and you're going to hang out with a lot of people who seem to find the time to play them and also write about them uh, and realise that you, the thing that you love, you can't enjoy as much uh, as you used to because you just feel like it's um, a childish pursuit. What you should do... Served, just looking at the internet for about five hours a day. Yeah, what you should do is every time you go to read about a video game, mm. you should just stop yourself and start playing video games. Start playing a video game, yeah, yeah, exactly. Get get into Ghost of Tsushima, a video game that is very popular at the moment. No one can fucking say it though. What is it about? Uh it's about the Japanese fighting the Mongols back in the day. I think. I think that's the. Uh, is it good? I think that's the old. Uh, yeah, it's very pretty, very very dull, but very pretty. 
Um, right. And it's uh, like you. It's, it's it, what, very very <laughs> exactly. And and just like Ghost of Tsushima, I'm I'm built on um, outdated hardware. <laughs> at the end at the end of its life cycle, in many ways, waiting for the Pete Five. Oh, by the way, I finished uh, the TV series Dark over the start of the week. Oh, everyone, um, Joe Scrubbles from IGN um, uh, is a big fan of that, and he makes yeah. it sound very good. Um, yeah. But it sounds confusing. It's really I confusing. Probably need... Yeah. But I think, I think I mean, that... So it's three series. I've just finished the third one, and I would say... It's going to make me sound like an absolute dick, but it's the best achievement of any TV series I can imagine. I mean, the writing in it, and the continuity, mm. and the, the skill in which they tell the story and then tie it together at the end is unlike anything I've ever seen before. I, I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's like my favourite TV show ever, but in terms of how good it is, like objectively, it's very hard to think of something that comes anywhere near close to what they've achieved with it. I mean, it's, it's basically a TV series, Pete, set across you know, eight different timelines with loads of different yeah. types of universes, with loads of different... So, so for example, and I hope this isn't a spoiler, and I don't think it is, but you have the same character across different universes, and the character is obviously, because it occupies a different universe, it's slightly different, yet they're still right. the same character, and they look the okay. same. And it's, yeah. it's absolutely baffling, but it still finds a way of tying it all together at the end. I thought it was absolutely amazing. Are there any cues to, to, to find out how how that um, character, what, what character you're looking at and what world you're looking at? Sort of, but it doesn't do a lot of the heavy lifting for you. It's not like a, right. um, an, a there's nothing kind of expositional about it. It's it, you're, right. you're just you're just expected to follow it. And also, it's obviously all in German. So you've got to read the subtitles mm. as well. So my wife and I both really enjoyed it. And we spent a lot of our time pausing and discussing what was happening. And <laughs> what I mean by that is she explained a lot of it to me. <laughs> to be honest, I was I'm the same with. Uh, I could only just get them through the. Um, oh God, what TV show were we watching uh, last night? Uh, it's about. Um, you can't uh, even remember uh, the name uh, of TV shows. Let alone can't remember. It was, yeah, yeah. So it was the second uh, season of uh, a TV show that involved a child doing a murder. Um, and there's right. two seasons, and the third one's a bit weird. Um, but yeah, I I can barely um, I, I can barely figure out what the hell is going on with any, anything a little bit sci-fi. I heard that two of the seasons looked like they were sort of filmed um, all in one chunk because the, the the release of the seasons were, were quite quite close together. That's possible, made yeah. The That's continuity possible. a lot easier. But the thing is, Pete, I mean, I, I don't I don't want to detract from the fine work that all these TV producers do and these cinematographers do, but it certainly appears to have become easier to shoot beautiful TV shows. Um, cameras have gotten better and cheaper and prosumer is what they used to call the, the, the professional consumer. Um, you, you, you could film something for a lot cheaper, I think, um, mm. and distribution platforms. Uh, there's a lot more money to be made really easily and really quickly. You don't have to do those deals. And also, you know, People just need fucking TV shows. It's just, a, yeah. just people are signing anything. You should come up with one. You 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 watched enough of this TV show Dark. Do do Dark Two. Yeah, I really don't think it's, as, e- it's as easy as that. You just said it was easy. Um, <laughs> so does it become said, easier? You, you said, said it was easy. It was a, anyway, it's amazing. It people should watch it. People should watch it. I'm blown it. Look, last time I'm trying to think of the the, the last. Um, uh, I, I did a bit of filming last week, um, first time in a long time, and it was really weird, sort of being in a, a film, sh- like a, a filming studio where um, everyone had to wear masks. There was only a limited amount of people allowed in 
the different parts of the studio. So there was like a, the, the screens where the director were and, and the client were were in a completely different room because they had to like run cables through and it was all really confusing and stuff. And I was like, wow, this is how post COVID kind of TV production is going to be like. You're only allowed um, a couple of people, like the sound guy and the and, and, and the guys operating the camera in the room at, at any. Was it good? Time. What was it about? Are you allowed to tell us what it was? Uh, what it was? Uh, I can't tell you what it was, but it, 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 nothing. You know, not, nothing. I'm, I'm not um, featuring in a, in in a, in, a, in the new um, Batman. We were talking <laughs> about Robert Pattinson on Monday, so people are well, people you know, will be interested, mate. Yeah, no, I've not joined the Hollywood elite just yet, though I do share a lot of their views. Um, but uh, no, it's just really interesting how I was like, wow, it's going to be very hard for people to sort of film stuff nowadays. But um, it was uh, like a like a very one camera, um, few lights, beautiful set that sort of made. And I was like, this is you know this very TV and production like that is very scalable nowadays in a way that it probably wasn't back in the day because cameras were fucking massive yeah. and sound stages had to be fucking massive and microphones had to be fucking massive. Nowadays, they can be a bit more clever with what they're doing. And also, ultimately, they can add a lot of stuff in in post, like literal cities. <laughs> yeah, and they can also, presumably also, because it's not, I mean, I know some of the stuff shot on film still, but most of it's not shot on film, so they can do as many takes as they want as well. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean that, that's that's been the case for for, for for quite a while. Very interesting. Very interesting. All right, let's take a break, Peter. Then we come back. We'll do mm. some. We'll squeeze a couple of emails in, shall we? All right then. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. Jack Mates Happy Hour is back for a brand new season. It's the podcast where we talk to some of the most exciting people in the world, from Ricky Gervais. In some ways, fame makes you a better person. You know, it's like, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in God's watching me. But I, I know someone with everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> to undercover police officers. Can you see the fading scar there, gentlemen? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's where I was stabbed in the neck by a drug dealer once. Or... 
we just talk about whatever's making us laugh right now. When you think back to school kid banter, like, it's well funny because of how immature it is. We had this teacher called Mr. McGibbon, and he had this big cushion that he was teaching us how to rugby tackle on. He just ran up to it, rugby tackled it, but landed on top of it, and one of the kids shouted, it's not your wife, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) Listen to Jack Mates Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. Jack Mate's Happy Hour is a Stakano production. It's time for some emails on the Luke and Pete show. Luke, have you got an email? Do you want to kick us off? Yeah, I have. I've got an, an, an I can't even say it. I can never say it. An anechoic chamber update. Anechoic. Yes. Anechoic. An- I've got an anechoic chamber update. There we go. Okie dokie. Uh, it's from Joe, who says, uh, Hi, Luke and Pete, second time emailer and medium term listener. I also contributed to the worst thing you've done to impress the other sex, which was read out on the Rub- Rubbery Eggs show in April of this year. <laughs> that was a proud moment for me, and I appreciate you reading out some of my embarrassing experiences as a teenager. I have another topic to contribute to, and apologies, I meant to see this, send this email last week, uh, but here goes. Thanks for that, Joe. Appreciate the uh, the, uh, the setting of the scene. Um <laughs> He says, I have an update for you regarding anechoic chambers from my own personal experience in the South Bank University chamber, the same one Calic spent 90 minutes inside. Remember we talked about that a few right. weeks ago, Peter? Yeah. He said, I've been studying part-time to support my career in building services engineering at LSBU since September 2017. Mm. And um, and one of last year's modules was acoustics. Acoustics are a hugely significant part of the building services engineering uh, situation and it's caused it's considered a dark art within the industry due to its complexity and the numerous parameters that affect sound i have actually spent time in this anechoic chamber please see the attached photo sneaked when my lecturer wasn't watching and i can report firsthand the chamber itself is about the size of a typical hotel room and the floor is a suspended metal grid with waffle shaped fiber attenuation spanning the gap to the solid floor below. The other surfaces in the room are covered in long triangular foam pieces of attenuation. For clarity, attenuation is the absorption of sound or noise, and these materials are used throughout ductwork systems to reduce the noise created by mechanical plants, fans, etc. And they're above your head in almost all hotel lobbies, offices, and public buildings. From my memory, the chamber itself was actually referred to as semi-anechoic by the lab technicians and lecturer, as it isn't actually a true anechoic chamber, meaning it fails Mm. to completely absorb all sound reflections and isn't a perfect example of the principle. This may explain why Calyx was able to double the current world record time inside. Personally, from spending around 15 minutes in the chamber, it's definitely disorientating and your brain does struggle to adjust to the new environment, but I couldn't say it was the extreme experience reported from true anechoic chambers. Talking in the room was the weirdest experience though. I can only compare it to someone turning off the reverb on a guitar amplifier as your words end abruptly after speaking them. Your ears could Ooh. also sense a fuzz in the air around. This is hard to explain, but it was a constant annoyance even once your brain had adjusted. Uh, if you have any other questions on the topic, just let me know. Cheers, Joe. I, I, I like the fact that there was an an echoic chamber, an an echoic chamber uh, built in London, the loudest place. <laughs> yeah, it's also an amazing I mean, irony to me that no one can say the word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, either in the maybe that, that's the only place you can actually say it inside an an yeah. echoic an echoic chamber. <laughs> an echoic cha- it's a, it's an anechoic chamber.
Yeah. It yeah. absorbs all of the sounds. But it's I like the practice. fact that this guy was given at the big licks saying that he, he beat the uh, world record, but it was a, a, a muggy little anaconic chamber. The sort of thing that like uh, we used to try and create in my house in, uh, in Highgate or Kentish Town when we used to record the Football Rumble back in the day. Yeah. I wonder if it's <laughs> a couple, uh, couple of sheets on the wall. Do you reckon it's one of those things where it's actually possible? It might even be impossible to get a true anechoic chamber. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost certain that's the case. You just get as close as po- as you possibly can. It's like yeah. uh, you just—it's like when you um, have those machines, those, those UV light um, things that kill all bugs. They kill most of the bugs. It's like Domestos, ninety-nine percent of the bugs, but one yeah. percent of the bugs will get through. It's fine. I thought they had to say that for legal reasons. Yeah, probably, or, or, but but I imagine it's probably true as well because it's probably ninety nine point nine 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 nine, but you can't say hundred percent for sure because a new one might appear at any time, and a you don't want to change the label, do you? Or a new sound. Or a new sound. Yeah. Um. Do you want another email about migraines, or have you got an email there? Uh, go on. Uh, well, actually, David Speed's having a go at you, saying, uh, oh, go well. Listen, the, the latest episode, Friends of Mountains, I was startled to hear a fact from Luke that I had seen not 12 hours earlier on a QI repeat. Farthest point from the Earth centre. That the show aired after the release of the podcast means only one thing. Luke is a witch and must be hunted down. Do you yeah, that's, a, that that's a weird coincidence, elves... that. Mm. I don't really watch QI that much, um, but mm. um, is he saying that, that my our episode came out before the QI episode? Well, I mean, he's, he calls it a QI repeat, so I think... Oh, so right, I okay, right. D- if I was Daryl Gates of the Los Angeles Police Department, <laughs> I think I'd probably be able to solve this crime. Yeah, <laughs> you, but you wouldn't arrest me because I'm not black? Is that what you're going for? No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much he was a confirmed, a confirmed racist. Um, I, I, didn't, I didn't see it on, um, on, um, on QI, I, but I would be happy to say it if I did. Uh, it's, it's not a, uh, I don't really think it's a uh, copyright issue, um, but <laughs> I didn't see it on QI, sadly. But I, I, um, I thought it was a really interesting fact. I can't really remember mm. where I saw it. Oh, I think it was like a TV show called IQ. I think. I think it was, it was, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll squeeze this. Uh, I'll squeeze this um, email in about in. migraines from James in Bristol, who says, "Hi guys, I was listening to the last episode where you spoke about migraines and how much we rely on the brain to process information for us correctly. I myself have suffered pretty bad migraines in the past." Once I went out for a meal and could not understand anything the waitress was saying to me and thought I was having a stroke. These days, I don't get as many, but one condition I do suffer with is something called visual snow syndrome. Mm. This is a condition that is rare and still being investigated, but it's essentially where the brain does not filter out things that it should. For example, in your eyes, there are small cells which float around. People will usually see this at some point in their life, and it's not an issue. But for people with visual snow like myself, you are able to see a hundred of these in your vision at any time. However, the main thing that characterizes visual snow syndrome is static. All people with VS report a constant and uh, field of tiny flickering dots of light in the whole of their visual field. This is usually described as similar to a poorly tuned analog tv and for some people it's annoying and nothing to worry about but for some it is really debilitating for me it's bad enough that i cannot drive but i can generally function um other symptoms include palinopsia i don't know what that is photophobia which i suppose is some kind of phobia of light entropic Mm. phenomena which is seeing shooting dots in the sky and on white surfaces and night blindness just thought you might be interested to see how the brain can fail at its job thanks james what I was tempted to say, Peter, there's quite a lot of typos in that email, but I think I'll leave it. 
<laughs> that is awful. Um, there was I did read the piece that he, he linked on reddiseases.org. I mean, look, it's horrible, isn't it, having that? Yeah, uh, and it's I'm, horrible I'm, I'm, having any sort of disease. But I think um, yeah. if your disease is on reddiseases.org, there's a bit that's a bit badass. That's a little bit badass. It yeah. could actually literally be a badass. Um, the yeah. <laughs> uh, visual snore has been considered to be uh, the same condition as hallucinogen uh, persisting perception disorder. Um, mm. So those of us in the When I think of rarediseases.org, I think sweet of... Mary Jane. <laughs> yeah, I think of someone coming back from the tropics with some kind of bug in under yeah. their skin. Mm. And, they've got to, and they've got to somehow get it out. Uh, it's, it's wiggling underneath the surface. Bot Using an ibis's beak. Ugh. Uh, yes, that would be the perfect tool to get a bot fly lava, lava out your head. Bit yeah. of uh, Vaseline on the noggin, starve it, uh, starve it of uh, oxygen. When it pops up for you, for air, bin chicken right in there. <laughs> Befriend a local bin chicken. Exactly. Useful. He gets a meal very, out of it. Very useful. He, he gets a little bot fly worm out of it. What, but what are you paying me in? I'm paying you in bot fly lava. <laughs> it's a win-win. Exactly. Yeah. It's a bin-bin. Yeah. It's a skin-skin. We'll be back uh, on Monday. I'm keeping that uh, sound effect. Keep it in. Uh, we'll be back on uh, Monday. We'll uh, be back having lots of fun. Uh, but in the meantime, if you want to get to the show, it's really easy. Hello at lukeandpeachshow.com. That's how you can get to touch with us. We also have a Twitter as well. Uh, what's that? What's that about, Luke? We're at Twitter. Luke and Pete Show. That's where people send their information about batteries usually. For example, uh, shout out to Sean who found a Malt Max battery in his dad's drawer. I don't think yeah! that's what he was looking no. for in his dad's drawer. <laughs> what was he looking for? What have you, what's the worst thing you've ever found in your dad's drawer? Get, yeah. get in touch. Lovely yeah. old job. A Malt Max battery will not be the answer. Um, yeah, at Luke and Pete Show on Twitter. As Pete says, hello at lukeandpeach.com to email in. Thank you very much for listening to us over the last week. And before that, do uh, tell your friends about us. Do leave a five-star review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your pods. And we'll be back on Monday, hopefully after a lovely, rollicking summer weekend. Not together. We yeah. don't spend any time together. I've not had a shower. I'm going to go for a shower now. Bye. Enjoy it. <laughs> This was a Stakhanov production.